To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, on the huddle with us this evening, we've got Ben Thomas, uh, Ben Thomas PR and Mike Munro, former Labour Party Chief of Staff Director at Mike Munro Communications. Hi, you two. Ben, I am hearing increasing numbers of Aucklanders who are afraid of exactly this thing happening to them, people coming into their house, nicking the car keys, taking stuff while they're in there sleeping. Are you? Uh, I'm I'm not too worried about it. Um, I don't think they'll find much to take. Um, but, yeah, look, it, 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 it is a worry that, you know, I think everyone would say that criminals are getting bolder. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's ram raids, whether it's knocking over dairies, whether it is, yeah, going into houses where there are people sleeping. You know, there doesn't seem to be quite as much of a, a conscience, uh, you know, so to speak, as there used to be. Yeah, Mike, is it the same vibe in Wellington? Um, I, I don't really get a sense it's as bad down here. When we read about these problems, they tend to be sort of, uh, stories about Auckland. Uh, however, having said that, yeah, I mean, people do worry about their security. Um, it, it's a, it is an issue throughout the country. And I think that uh, Ben's right that people do seem to be a lot more sort of audacious these days about these sorts of crimes. I mean, you see some of this footage of, you know, of the ram raids taking place in broad daylight when the yeah. shop is wandering around. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's the concerning thing for me. Um, Mike, this is now registering in the Ipsos poll, right, which monitors how we feel about things. Is the second most important thing in the country, and it's off the top of my head, I think it's about 40% of people who are worried about this. That's a massive problem for this government at the election, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, it is. It's, it's, you know, I mean, I, I guess stories about crime and concerns about crime are one of those stories that never really go away. They wax and wane, but, but the stories never really go away. Um, you can throw as many cops as you like at the uh, at the you know uh, at the problem, but it doesn't seem to sort of get any better. I just read recently with a number of police in New Zealand has now gone past ten thousand, which seems yeah. an astonishing number. I know a lot of cops leave the force too, but they they are graduating people all the time, and yet you know d- d- despite that. Uh, it's hard to get a sense that the police have a greater presence in our communities. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about I'm talking about cops on the beat, cops being visible in our streets and in our shopping centres and whatever. Yeah. Uh, there's not a strong sense that's happening. Ben, it seems to me that the problem here is that the government doesn't have enough time to turn this around and convince us they're actually doing something about the second biggest problem in the country. Yeah, look, it, it is a tough one because in a, in a lot of cases, you know, the fear of crime is just as bad as crime itself, uh, you know, across the population in terms of eroding people's quality of life. If you're an elderly person, you're afraid of crime, you know, that will have, that will have you know, a, a big impact on your life and your ability to go out and be part of the community, say. Um, and, and increasingly, I think people are getting the idea from the media um, that, that, you know, crime can be committed with impunity. You know, you see it with the gangs. You see people jumping out of funeral processions to whack people on the side yeah. of the street and then rejoining the procession. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it adds to the sort of air that, you know, actually, you know, the state can't protect you. Now, there's no, there's no really quick way to turn that around, but it does hurt the incumbent government. Yeah, all right. So, Mike, speaking of which, what do you make of what's going on in Portiki at the moment? Um, yeah, I, I can understand that tensions must be very high there. I would imagine here that it's one of those situations where, uh, unless you're actually there, it's hard to get a sense of what, of what it's like there at present. It's a very emotionally charged situation after the death of the gang member last week. 
Uh, clearly, there's a lot of police in town for the, for the tangi that's going on. Look, I, I'm not surprised about the school closures. The, the schools wouldn't do this lightly. They would have consulted with police and, and they consulted with iwi leadership. They talked to other school principals in the area. So I think it was probably a sound decision given just, as I say, it's a very emotionally charged moment. And until the tangi is you know, completed and, and the police leave town, it's probably going to stay that way for a day or two. Mm, OK, well, come back, take your, take your opinion on that in just a tick, Ben. It's the back of the huddle. I'll tell you what the problem has been. What's going on in Oportiki looks like the gangs are running the show. They shut the roads down, they shut the buses down, they shut the schools down. That's a bad look. Yeah, of course it is, and and this is only a slightly, you know, this is only the the logical endpoint of a lot of what happens, you know, on the east coast and parts of the Bay of Plenty, um, you know, around Gisborne, Wairo, you know, they will have dozens of shootings in a month that are gang related, um, and and it's. And, and, you know, these things are very complex. They're complicated. You know, there's no easy answers. You can't just sort of flood the town with police, although that does help on, you know, high-tension te- uh, high times. But, you know, one thing that we could do at a bare minimum is stop well-meaning, you know, liberals and academics and TV personalities talking about what great guys the gangs are and how they know the gangs and, you know, oh, look, they've prepared some lunches for schools, mm. they've reformed, and stop trying to whitewash what are criminal organisations who exist to commit crimes to provide strength in numbers to intimidate their communities and, and basically be thugs. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when, when I uh, spent some time, you know, I spent a bit of time living, uh, down in the Hawke's Bay, and you know, you talk to these kids, you know, and, 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 and they, they, you know, they, they, what are they interested in? They're interested in rappers, people with bling. The only people that they see on Instagram like that in New Zealand are gang members. Mm. They talk about how funny and crack up and hard case they are on the Guy Williams show, and they think these guys are good, you know, are big heroes. And and we don't do anything to try and discourage that. Yeah, couldn't have said it better. Hey, Mike, I know that the guys who who've authored this report on social cohesion are really worried about it, and fair enough. But is it any worse than what you experienced in the eighties? Um, no, look, I, 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 I think that we tend to go through cycles of despair uh, in, in this country. You know, I was, I was thinking about this issue this afternoon. Back when I was a child, my parents and their peers at the time used to worry about things like long-haired rock bands and communism, you know, sweeping down from Southeast Asia and militant trade unions who are holding the country to ransom. And, and 10 o'clock closing of pubs, yeah. that was going to you know, wreck the social fabric of the nation. So every, in every sort of age and generation, I feel like we, have, we go through these phases where we get very despairing about what's going to happen um, you know, to our country. Um, and I think right now we're still suffering from the fallout from COVID. It was a very stressful time for a lot of people, for families and individuals the loss of liberties, the disruption to work, etc. And I still feel like we're, we're, we're feeling the effects of that and uh, I think it probably explains some of the sort of things that yep. you know, come out in Black, Blackman's report. Yep, Ben, I don't have a lot of time, but what do you reckon? Yeah, Lou, I, I think there's a bit of a fraying happening. Part of that is, you know, think about what was the last time, you know, everyone at your workplace saw the same TV show? Mm. You know, I mean, it's a sort of glib example, but, you know, we have very different experiences of the world in terms of the inputs, in terms of what we see. You know, tens of thousands of people think, you know, are just getting conspiracy theories sort of beamed into their brains from their social media because they're on a different platform. Yeah. So I think there, there are definitely challenges. Okay, yeah, and that's a fair point to make. Not irretrievable, though. Um, guys, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Ben Thomas, Mike Monroe, Huddle this evening. For more from Heather Duplessis Allen Drive, listen live to News Talk ZB from 4 p.m. weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.